Hi everyone, welcome back to another exclusive podcast from IronFX, where we are dedicated to bringing you the absolute best education to help you take your trading to the next level. In today's podcast, we'll be talking about where is the recession. Now, before we dive straight into the podcast uh, itself, how do we define a recession? Probably that's a good idea uh, to start this podcast so that we can all be on the same page and have a clear definition of what is an actual recession. Now, according to this agency in the US, which is the uh, National Bureau of Economic Research or the NBER, right? basically it, it is a committee that uh, tracks the business cycle in the US. Now, this agency has defined, has having, has defined a recession as a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy, lasting more than a few months, normally visible in production, employment, real income, and other indicators. Now, this is a very technical uh, description of what uh, actual recession is, so let's try and break it down. Right, so they said significant decline in economic activity. Now, we can uh, consider, define that as having uh, more than two quarters of uh, negative growth with respect to GDP, right? So we have more than two quarters of uh, negative growth in GDP uh, output and uh, visible, then they also mentioned about visible uh, reductions in production, employment and real income. So one thing that stands out quite clearly in uh, recession is high unemployment, right? So if we have a period where economic activity has declined or turned negative over a period of two quarters and that is also accompanied by high unemployment, then yes, I think that's what we can uh, define as a typical recession, right? So that's how we can, uh, that's how the NBER or the National Bureau of Economic Research in the US has defined a recession. Now, we also have a technical recession. Now, what could that be and how does that differ from uh, the regular full-blown recession, right? Now, the technical recession is somewhat of a, a milder or lower version of a full-blown recession. So in this definition, it is defined as a period of two consecutive uh, quarters of negative GDP growth. right? So that means we've only seen a decline in economic output or economic activity, but we do see uh, the unemployment rate being uh, relatively low. So that means unemployment employment figures are still high that means uh non-farm payrolls are still probably adding jobs on a monthly basis maybe not as strongly as before but we do see job gains instead of job losses on a monthly basis while the unemployment rate has remained relatively steady so that's why how we can define a technical recession now if you go back to 2022 this is what the u.s actually experienced in the first half of that year so in the first quarter of Uh, 2022 as well as the second quarter the US actually experienced a technical recession that means negative uh, economic growth actually uh, declined over this period however unemployment uh, rate remained relatively low and the US labor market was actually still uh, growing quite steadily and then in the second half of 2022 economic activity actually accelerated so Although the U.S. experienced a technical recession in 2022, it did not lead to a full-blown recession in the second half. Economic activity actually picked up and the labor market continued to grow quite steadily. So the U.S. Uh, did experience a technical recession in 2022, but avoided a recession, a full-blown recession in that year. Now, because the Federal Reserve uh, was raising interest rates quite aggressively throughout 2022, 
and in 2023, many economists were led to believe that 2023 would finally be the year where the impact of higher interest rates would finally be felt on the broader US economy, right? Now, why did they come to that conclusion? Well, they were looking at uh, several data points, right? They were looking at hard data and soft data in the US. Now, hard data refers to uh, PMI numbers, GDP output, uh, as well as the labor market. And then soft data uh, can consist of surveys uh, such as consumer sentiment surveys that are done by agencies such as the Conference Board and University of Michigan. Now, when economists were looking at such uh, data points, right, they had, uh, I would say, mixed data. There was a conflict of, uh, of direction coming from these uh, important macroeconomic data, right? So, like, let's just start off with... Uh, leading indicators, right? So we had leading indicators such as the leading economic index from the conference board, as well as the ISM manufacturing PMI index, which showed recessionary signals uh, throughout 2022 and in most parts of 2023 as well. They also had soft data such as consumer sentiment surveys from the conference board and University of Michigan, also showing similarly uh, recessionary signals throughout 2022 and 2023. However, when we looked at the other leading indicators such as the ISM services PMI and we look at a coincident indicator such as GDP growth, they actually showed expansion, right? And combining that with, uh, and combining that data with the US labor market, actually the US labor market showed very strong resilience throughout 2022 and, 20, and 2023 as well. So although the data was very mixed with some pockets of uh, indicators uh, highlighting recessionary signals, we had another segment of data which showed strong expansion and at the same time, the US labor market was actually quite resilient, right? So we actually avoided, uh, the recession was actually avoided in 2023 due to a very strong labor market and also due to a strong services sector and overall uh, economic growth in the US, right? And um, Oh, part of the other reason that reminds me now comes to tech layoffs, right? Towards, if we remember, uh, back in the end of 2022 and early 2023, a lot of the big tech companies uh, such as Apple, Meta, Google, uh, uh, embarked on a pretty strong uh, layoff or retrenchment program, right? So there were many layoffs that were reported by the media uh, over this period, right? So we had a big tech layoff at the end of 2022 and early 2023, which also spiked some concerns with regards to the strength of the labor market. Another way to track the strength of the labor market besides the NFP job gains and the unemployment rate is also to look at initial jobless claims, which are also known as unemployment claims. Now, the difference is this uh, unemployment claims or initial jobless claims are released on a weekly basis whereas the NFPs and unemployment rate are released on a monthly basis. So we can see that uh, jobless claims come in much more regularly and it's something that we can track more readily as well. So when we looked at the first half of 2023, initial jobless claims actually started to trend higher, right? So they were trending higher for the first half or the first two quarters, primarily led by the tech layoffs that occurred at the end of 2022 and early 2023. However, in the second half of 2023, uh, initial claims then started to reverse trend and drop lower. So 
we actually saw the US labor market become resilient in the second half of 2023. So even though in the first half we saw incoming data that would suggest that the US labor market is about to crack or break, that did not occur. The trend actually reversed in the second half of 2023, which is also part of the reason why we did not see a full-blown recession, right? So as we were, as we mentioned right at the start of the podcast, a full-blown recession consists of negative economic growth as well as high uh, unemployment. Now, both of which did not occur in 2023. Now, that brings us to this year, right? 2024. Could we finally see a recession this year? Well, we just saw the latest January uh, NFP numbers come in very strong. NFP numbers posted job gains of well over 300,000 versus the estimate of about 190,000, while the unemployment rate remained steady at 3.7%. And when we also look at the unemployment claims or initial jobless claims from uh, the last quarter of 2023 to the current period uh, in January and February, we do see trends have. Uh, The trend in this is still towards uh, the downside, right? Although the last two weeks unemployment has started to pick up a little bit uh, over the last two weeks, right? This I'm talking about initial jobless claims or unemployment claims. So so far, the data does show economic activity to be growing quite strongly, as seen in the recent GDP data. ISM Services PMI is still strong. The labor market is still resilient as well. Well, could 2024 finally be the year where we experience a full-blown re- recession? I certainly hope not, because that means a lot of people are going to be out of jobs, and I wouldn't want that to happen. But we do need to be prepared in the event such a scenario takes place. One way to do that will be to look at the state of the U.S. labor market. Right, if you look at non-farm payrolls and the unemployment rate on a monthly basis, and see how strongly. Non-farm payrolls are growing, and combine that with initial jobless claims or unemployment claims on a monthly, uh, weekly basis. And if we see these claims start to trend higher on a weekly basis, then that could signal a potential concern with regards to the U.S. labor market. Because if the U.S. labor market breaks, and what do I mean by breaking? That means when the U.S. Uh, labor market starts to actually embark on a very Uh, strong uh, retrenchment program that leads to higher unemployment rate, higher unemployment claims. Then that could typically uh, lead us into a full-blown recession because that means eventually companies are going to produce less. Uh, whether you're in the manufacturing sector, services sector, and when people are out of jobs, they're going to naturally spend less as well on goods and services. So that is something to take note of. Keep an eye on the U.S. labor market because that is probably going to give us one of the first major clues as to whether we end up in a recession in 2024. Right. Anyways, that's all from me for today's podcast on where is the recession. Do remember to subscribe to our podcast here at INFX, where we are dedicated to bringing you the very best education to take your trading to the next level. Until then, stay safe and trade safe.